Hello, welcome to Elite Marketing Pro's 15 minutes of daily dose of awesome, your 15 minutes of inspiration, motivation, and education. So for those of you that don't know me, my name is Marinda Bandat, all the way from sunny South Africa. I've been a coach with Elite Marketing Pro just over a year. So I've been in network marketing for a, a period of time, and I want to maybe just give you a couple of ideas today as to 10, 10 questions that you might want to ask when you make a decision as to when and how to join a network marketing opportunity. So as you guys are hopping on, just give me a shout out where you're from. I'd like to say hi. I see Rebecca is hopping on, Ruth is hopping on, Billy is hopping on. Hey guys, great to see you. So first of all, let's first determine what is a good business before we go into the 10 points. So I've made a couple of notes and, and just I'm going to share my thoughts with you, what has served me well in the past when I had to make a decision. And when I see people use um, this strategy that I'm about to share with you, it has always helped them. Kerry is in the house. Hey, Kerry. And so is Joanne and Nadia. Welcome, you guys. It's great having you here. So what might some of the, the questions be that you could first decide is a company a good fit? Well, let's first establish what makes for a great business. Now, first of all, if you are just limited to your neighborhood and you can only sell to your neighborhood or to your state, it really limits you in terms of what your potential income could be. So I want to submit to you, you want to sell to a very broad audience. The second thing you might want to consider is that an offer must, must enjoy an inelastic um, it demand. And what I mean by that is it's something, it's a product that people need or desire and not necessarily that concerned about the price. So it's something that they feel that they have to have. It must not be easy, uh, easily uh, copied or, um, you know, substituted. So if it's got an originality to it, if it's got a patent to it, always a good idea. Uh, minimal labor. Oh boy. Those of you who have had your own businesses, if you can maybe just comment one in the in the comment box below, if you were to agree, if you have less staff, that is way better than if you have to employ more staff. So those of you that have had your own businesses, if you can maybe just comment on that, I want to vouch for definitely less staff is better. So low overheads. So you don't have to go into huge legal advice, highly priced buildings, um, you know, large inventory. You want to have a business that is low in overheads. No big cash outlays because that just ties up your capital. So you want to look for a business that has not a lot of investment that has to go into it. The seventh thing that you could, could enjoy is um, billing that you are not transactionally involved. So that's what people are, are nowadays more leaning towards when they have a website where people are dealing directly with the company as opposed to like in the olden days when you were joining a network marketing opportunity, if you were to sell a product, you collect the money from the person, you have to go in and drop that product, you have to take the change, you have to make sure that their commissions are paid. You do not want to be transactionally involved with every single one in your team. The eighth thing there is you want a repetitive kind of business, but also you want something that is free of any kind of legislation and influx in new legislation that could bear a huge influence on your business. So with the network marketing environment, the, the Direct Selling Association, the DSA, has some guidelines and they have some rules and regulations for someone to be on. So for me always, if, if the, a company is not on the DSA list, why would they not want to be regulated? That's just a question mark in my personal back of my mind. A, a point that is for everyone here in this community, a big one, is it has to be portable and it has to be able to be done from anywhere in the world. 
So isn't that why we want to build online? Because you and I want to have access to our cell phones and we want to do business. You don't want to be confined to an office. Um, Another point that you want to consider for a perfect business is it must stimulate you intellectually and very often emotionally as well. You know, when you get to approach 50, anyone in the community that's approaching 50, if you can just give me a 50 in the comments box, you would agree with me. Anyone above 45 and above, we want to have fun while we're doing it. I don't do anything anymore if there's not a fun component. So if there's any 50-year-olds in there, if you agree with me, just put a 50 in the comments box that I can see that you agree with me. So for me, a business has to give you three things. And very often I find people say that they want time and money. And that's the, the freedom they're after. And that there's no wrong or right. It is what is effective for you and I. But for me, I need a third one. I want time. I want money. And I want significance. So I want all three. Now, coming from a medical background, my practices, I had seven of them, gave me two. It gave me significance and it gave me an income. But it de definitely did not give me any time. So for me, that significance part has to be there. I have to have a reason for doing something. And it has to be more of an emotive goal. Not just, hey, I show up and I want to make money. I want the time, I want the money, I want the significance. So any lady in the community that would agree, we just want it all. We don't want to settle for anything less. We want it all. So guys, if you want to keep your, your female partner happy, just give them all they want. All right? So just a little tip there. So happy wife, happy life. So just remember that. And the, the, the last one in that is really that you don't want your income to be dependent on your hands only. So it's not just your output that determines your income. So what do I mean by that? So as a medical professional, if these hands didn't work, I couldn't build. So I then thought, right, how do you leverage that? So I had multiple practices with multiple staff members. But here's the problem. When you have to pull that golden thread through, that's where the problem lies with staff members because it's not their business. Any profession has that um, limitation. You can only bill for the hours that you work. And if you then have staff to employ, it opens up a different can of worms where there's a lot of stress involved. So setting that as the base of what does a perfect business for me look like? If you guys can agree with those points, just give me a thumbs up to say, yeah, that sounds pretty much like a great business idea to you. So now when you take your network marketing opportunity, let's, let's benchmark that against what a perfect business or a relatively perfect business look like. And then you can make a very well-informed decision as to should you move forward with this particular company that you are currently maybe looking at to see, hey, is this um, something that I want to pursue? So first of all, compare your company against the points that I've just mentioned. Do they sell just in your neighborhood or just in your state? Do they um, offer inelastic abilities? Do they... Um, have products that are that are not easily replicated? Do they have minimal labor? Do you have to be? So you get the point. I want you to actually go and against all those points, I want you to go and see how does your company that you're currently looking at to invest in and to get partnership with, if you want to join them, how do they compare to those? And the points that you feel are not important to you, you just leave that out. So step one, in, um, compare your company to that. So step number two, this is a, a very important one for me, and that is meet the team. 
not just the person who's recruiting you. Because you're going to work as a team collectively together. Yes, you work for your own pocket, you work for your own business. But when you are working with a team and as a team, make sure that you like what you see. For me, the criteria always is if, my, if I can't bring my kids into that environment, there's a question mark for me. And um, tongue-in-cheek, if I can't play golf with someone, hmm, then I'll, I'll, I'll double-check if, uh, if that's a good partnership. But that's just the tongue-in-cheek, so don't keep me to that one. So meet the people in the team, not just the people that, that, you, that actually recruited you. You have to have fun. Do you have a game plan? What is your criteria of a great team? And does the, the team that you want to join, do they compare and do they match with what you are looking for? Because once you've signed or once you click submit, it's done. You're going to be with that company. Yes, can you change companies? Of course you can. But I want to submit to you, if you keep hopping around from one company to another, you will lose all your credibility and social proof because your friends, people that know you, they will never take you seriously if you hop from one company to the next. So the third point Understand the company compensation plan. In my 13 years in this industry, I have seen it over and over and over again. People at high points that cannot explain the compensation plan. So if you don't know how you're going to get paid, there's a big red flag for me. You need to know what you're in for before you get into it. So that's a point that I can maybe do another daily dose of awesome on. That's how important that is. Make sure you understand where the money comes from. Is it from early on? Do you make sales quickly and you get money quickly? Or is the compensation plan paying you later when your team is bigger? Make sure about growth incentive programs. So how many of you would like to, to tap into additional bonuses? Not just the comp plan that, that the, the sponsor that is sponsoring you shows you, but you'd like to know are there other incentives that you can qualify for? Because my experience is that the incentive that, that comes after the compensation plan that you've seen, those compensations and, um, you know, extra bonuses, that, that's where the wealth lies. That's where the additional income comes from, the additional perks, travel, cars, whatever the case may be. That adds really the, the jam on, on the, the top of it for you. So the fourth one, understand the structure in which you build. And I do not unfortunately have time to go through all the structures. But very often, you, a, a very common one is a, is a uni level. So you, every single person that you personally bring into your, your team gets put frontline. So there's no limitation in frontline. But they will go down in depth and they will cap what your, your income is in depth. So not a limitation on width, but a, a, a cap on your, your depth. Then you've got a binary system, also a very popular one, where you sponsor two people, and you're then going to help people to sponsor two as well. And the compensation usually works that you get paid on the, the lesser one of the two. And the reason they do that is they want to have an equal team. They are always inspiring you and motivating you. Sometimes I'm not sure if it's a carrot or a stick that, that you, the two teams are built equally strong because you usually get compensated on the, the smallest one of the two. So that's what they call a binary system. So the other one that they have, I've made a note here, is a matrix. So a matrix is also a popular one. And typically, if you use a four by five, what that means, you're going to um, sponsor four personal um, frontline, and then you're going to help those to do exactly the same up to five levels deep. And that's where the compensation plan then stops for you and it then builds out to the next person who does that exact same game plan. The fourth one is a step away 
they call it actually a stair-step breakaway. And what that means is you're going to build a front line. And when a person that is in your downline gets to a certain level, they can break away from you, which means you have less income and they get more. So interim, you might lose income. But long term, if you have built multiples of those breakaway teams, it really proves for a very sustainable income. But the two popular ones that we see most often is a uni level and a, a binary system. So step number five, question number five that you could ask um, is, um, what does the training and the support look like? So if you join this particular team, what medium are they using? Are they building offline? Are they building online? Um, what does the support look like? Because here's my experience. Most people overestimate what they can do short term, but they totally underestimate what they can do long term. And if there's not a support structure in place, how people can actually help one another to build to certain levels, and especially if you understand how the compensation works, does it pay from the top? Does it pay from the bottom? There's a big difference, folks. If, if you get paid first, most people are then slightly less concerned about what happens downline. If the downline gets paid first, you have more involvement of the upline involved because there's a benefit for them to help the downline. Make sure you understand that. So are there live events? How frequently are those live events happening? Are you happy with attending live events? So how many of you in this, uh, um, on this Facebook Live right now used to build offline? And one of the things that really just got to you was all the meetings. So if you can say too many meetings, just put the meetings exclamation mark for me. And I know you've had enough meetings. So when you have uh, the opportunity to join a team, ask these questions. How frequently do they have live events? What is the expectation? Are you expected to attend all of those meetings? Because if you cannot live with it, you are opening up an area of potential conflict. And if you have conflict in your team, the team that has conflict usually does not grow. The team that gets along the best, the team that supports each other, that's the team that has momentum. So avoid uh, um, conflict at all costs. So those of you that, are, that know me, you know there's one saying that I always say, I protect my joy at all costs. I don't want any, any unnecessary conflict in my life. So make sure you know what the expectation of that team is. So... Point number six, does the company and upline team support online as well as offline? What, what might be the reason that, that that's an important one? So if you are currently with a team and a company that builds just offline and you have this dream and vision and you are in this group, so I know you want to build online, can you see there might be potential conflicts? So be sure to ask that question. Do you support on and offline? Are you good with it? All right. So that's definitely a question that, that I would ask. So just to make sure that I don't miss anything. Here's something that I, I highly, highly, highly recommend. And it's from personal experience. Make sure you understand the rules of conduct. And please do not believe the person that, that is showing you the business plan and trying to recruit you. You have to find that out for yourself. Because once you have signed or you click submit and you start building online and it is in violation of their rules of conduct, it's going to become problematic for you. And then you, you cannot turn around and say, hey, but X, Y, and Z who showed me the plan said it's, it's good. The responsibility still lies with you and I to make sure what does the rules of conduct say. And it's very easy uh, if your company does not have a written or a electronic rules of conduct, phone your company and say, hey, 
I just want to find out social media, what are the rules of conduct I want to play within your rules. Get the rules up front. And that way, before you sign up, you know exactly what you're in for. So for me, an important one, number seven, is does the company have a money-back guarantee? And very often people say, that's not important. And that might be the case for you. For me, that is important because it tells me two things. The company is very, very sure about their product and they back what they do. And also it takes a lot of stress of you and I if the company offers a money-back guarantee. You can never have a client that's not satisfied that comes back to you and they are upset with you and it's a big emotion. The company then takes care of it. The company does the refund. So I like the fact that when I deal with my company, it offers a six-month money-back guarantee as per, um, you know, legislation. So the, uh, the eighth one, how long is a company in existence? Again, a lot of contradictory uh, opinions on that. So very often people feel, hey, if I join a company right now, and you'll, you'll hear they talk about ground floor, they talk about, you know, the entry level, I want to submit to you personally, wherever you come in, if you've got the work ethic, you've got a recipe, you've got a coach, and you've got a strategy, you've got a roadmap to follow, you can be successful in that company. It doesn't matter if you joined last week, last year, or 10 years ago, because every single year, new people are turning 18, and that means they can do business. So you can never run out of people. You can never get to a point where something is saturated, because every single year, people unfortunately pass away but new people are turning 18. So it keeps the, the opportunity fresh for you and I. So I want to deal with a company that's got a history. So me personally, I prefer to deal with a company that has seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. They've seen all the, the fluctuations in, in income, in legislation that changed, global economies that sometimes are up, most of the time they're down. Are they still sustainable? For me, that gives me security for what I'm investing right now. So if I'm spending the, the time, the money, investing the time and the money to build something, I want to make sure that it's there for me, but it's there for the next generation. So what is the succession plan? Does your company offer a succession plan? Because the efforts that I've put in is paying me now, but I did the work 10 years ago. The company has been in existence for many, many, many decades. So that means they are stable, they are 100% debt-free. That brings me to um, the ninth point, and that is, is a company debt-free? Why is that important? What might the reason be? So give me some insights. If you were to deal with a company that are absolutely strapped for cash, they are in debt to their eyeballs, as opposed to a company that's debt-free, I think that's a clear indication of who you would like to partner with. But very often people don't ask these questions because they never think about these questions. And for answer question number 10 that you might want to ask, and that is, in how many countries are, are they currently operating? So if your company is just in one country, are you happy with that? Or do you have plans to maybe immigrate? Do you have plans to um, join family in other countries and you would actually like to do business in, in multiple countries that you can set up multiple income streams in different currencies. So those are the 10 questions that I would submit to you when you ask that before you join a company, that you will be on fairly, fairly good ground to make a very well-informed decision. So um, if you guys are, are finding value in what we have just discussed, please comment uh, value in the, in the comment box below. 
I'm going to answer a couple of questions as questions are hopping on here and in, in the, the comments box. So as always, I love hanging out with you guys and um, happy building. Find a company that meets your criteria and just run hard. So see you guys soon. Take care.